How's it going, Pilot fans? Welcome back to the Pilot Podcast for Episode 3. My two guests in today's podcast were Chelsea Brown and Carolyn Hassler, two of our women's soccer players here at LSUS. Me, Chelsea, and Carolyn had a really good conversation throughout the podcast. We talked about the team. We talked about their individual performances throughout the season so far. But we also took a minute to answer some of the hard-hitting questions like, who has the messiest locker on the team? Who drinks the most coffee on the team? And even the question of, who is the mom of the team? So it was a really good conversation today with Chelsea and Carolyn. I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is episode three of the Pilot Podcast. All right, so here we are, the third episode of the Pilot Podcast. I'm really excited for this one because the first two we had our athletic director, Lucas Morgan, our men's head soccer coach, Philip Bond. Not that I don't like those two guys, but I'm super excited today. We have our first edition with some athletes, some student athletes from our women's soccer team. We have Chelsea Brown. We have Carolyn Hassler. Ladies, thanks so much for joining me. Start this question. We're 10 plus games into the season now, so I want to ask, because I didn't play soccer, I played baseball. How are you guys feeling at this point of the season? How are your bodies feeling? How are you doing mentally? Let's just start with how you're doing personally, physically, everything right now in the middle of soccer season. Coming up on, I guess, midterms has already passed, but finals coming up relatively soon. Like, I know it's still October, but it's going to come up quick. Chelsea, let's start with you. How are you feeling? Okay. Well, my body, it's like it's tired and just like practice, it's like game and then practice, and you don't really have time for recovery. So it's like you can never catch a break, honestly. School, midterms, everything, it's just like – piling down I feel like I'm behind and then we are away a lot it's it's, it's hard honestly being the student athletes kind of easier but <laughs> the student's hard Carolyn um, yeah I'm gonna definitely agree with Chelsea on that um, physically right now I know we're all pushing through we've got a lot of injuries going on um, everybody's just trying to make it to the end of the season make it to tournament finish strong um, it's going to take a lot of effort on both parts of the student and athlete portion of it um, mentally it's kind of a we're down to the the wire right now we've got to keep cracking and keep working and make it to the end before we kind of get into you know the ins and outs of the season up to this point you, you both brought up something that I think the element of being a student athlete you know look you look at professional athletes and they just get to go play a game for a living they make a lot of money going to play a sport. There's a different element when you add school, obviously. So as student athletes, and you know, like I said, I've been through this, so I had my own ways of doing it, but how do you go at balancing um, you know, school and sports? I mean, for example, I was walking through our university center yesterday and I saw Chelsea sitting on the couch <laughs> doing homework. And you know, I talked to her, like, we have practice later today, she's doing homework now. I know that's what you have to do. But Chelsea, how do you balance that? Oh, man. Honestly, I, I feel like I can't balance it because, you know, like I said, like traveling, like it's just like catch up, I have to make up everything. And then like, but if you like talk to professors, like they'll help you. And then like we have the SSC, like study time, like they'll help us too. So we have like a lot of resources here and it just helps us like more balance it. Carolyn, same thing I'm assuming? Yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. Um, it comes down to where you put most of your time. You know where your schedule is at game-wise, practice-wise, 
majority of the time at least. Um, so it's just at the time you have to know where your extra space to do homework or study and put in that extra work is. Um, of course, like it is a student athlete role. The student part comes first. So in order to play your sport, you have to hold your grades down. You have to be working hard to get that done um, to even touch the field. Let's shift gears now. Let's talk a little bit more about soccer. We've talked about school, I feel like, enough. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been out of school for a year and a half now, and I'm enjoying every second of it. So let's shift that gear now to the soccer field. You guys obviously spend a lot of time on the field. You both are you know, leaders of this team. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, right? You guys are coming off of a conference championship last year in the tournament. This year, your record might not be where you want it to but I think you guys would agree, and I've had an opportunity, obviously, to watch all of your games. I've come to a lot of practices. You guys are in every match. You have opportunities to win every match. And, you know, it's, it's sports. Sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. But, Carolyn, we'll start with you. This season as a whole, we're in a position where we could still really make a run, make it to the conference tournament. And I know I'm biased because I work here, and I know you. But I feel like this team is just one step away from really taking off and, and winning a lot of matches and, and making a run in the conference tournament and maybe making it to the NEI opening round. The record's not where we want it to be, but how, where do you assess this team at right now? Um, I know we have a great group of girls here. Um, obviously, we've been through a lot of trials and tribulations this year with going through a coaching change and trying to deal with uh, all the ups and downs of that. Uh, but this is a nitty-gritty group of girls. We can definitely make a comeback with it. Um, if you haven't watched our games, you won't know how hard we work, how hard um, and all the effort we put into it. So um, necessarily, I think if we just put our hearts into it, we'd be positive, we keep working, we're going to come out on top. And I, I think we can take conference championship again, and I honestly think we can make it back to nationals. Chelsea, same question for you. Yeah, and, you know, like, like Alan said, like we're such hard workers, and, you know, like, just coming on the other end of like the 1-0 games like it's really frustrating for us because like we know how hard we work we know like what we put into practice and it's just like the simple things really that we can't like we're not capitalizing on right now and it's just like we know how good we are and how much better we can be so it's like when we see like the results that we're producing like it's very frustrating it brings us down a little bit but I do want to talk about just the group collectively because everything you just said it's, it's funny you say that because I go to y'all's practices and I go to y'all's games and y'all just have a good time. It seems like it's a good group of girls to be a part of. Kind of talk about the, the team dynamic from the coaches all the way down to the last player on the roster numerically. No favorites <laughs> here. But just kind of, uh, Chelsea, talk about the girls for a little bit. Kind of what's it like inside the locker room of this group oh man it's like you walk into the locker room there's just music going like everyone's hanging out laughing having a good time like it's a really good like atmosphere and like you know we bring each other up and then like practice like we focus we're serious you know we're working hard for each other so i mean like it's just this group it's it's amazing it's like a family like and i know we have a lot of internationals so it's like to have to like come into that and like you don't feel like you're out of place like you just feel at home. Carolyn? Um, yeah, this group of girls is definitely something special, I would say. Um, even with the new girls we brought in this year, um, we picked up new pieces. We picked up new personalities that ju just definitely tie all of us together. Um, like Chelsea said, every time you walk into the locker room, there's a lot of energy going on. We're usually laughing, messing around with each other. Um, it is a family. It's, you know, some families are dysfunctional, and that is our family. We are a dysfunctional family. But um, 
we put in the work every day to try and make each other better, to be better, and to just work harder. You brought up something that's interesting, Chelsea, and I talked about this with uh, Coach Bond, the men's soccer coach, is the international players. I played baseball, and we had a, a bunch of international players as well. Does that bring in like an extra dynamic quality to a team when you start, you know, bringing people from all over the globe, like learning about someone's culture or, try, or having a language barrier for me was always fun to try to learn, try to figure mm -hmm. out what they were saying, what like just kind of figure out, um, you know, how they go about their daily life. Do you guys enjoy? I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming you do. You're not going to sit here and say you don't hang, you don't like hanging out with them. But having international players in your team, is that kind of a cool um, thing to, to try to learn? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, they'll have, like, different, like, I guess say like, slang, like, different words. It's, like, it's nice to, like, like, I'll go say, I'll pick up a word from, like, one of my teammates, and I'll go say it back home. They're, like, what are you talking about? It's, like, it's, like, cool because it's, like, our own language. But, like, it's, like, we all, like, get each other. Like, even though we're from different parts of, like, the world and stuff, it's, like, we all tie into each other. So I, I like it. Girl. Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, really cool to have internationals, and not even just internationals, but people from different states as well. It's really funny um, to see the different slang people have from different states, but even like having the internationals around, it's really cool to uh, learn their languages, or I think we sit there and teach each other cuss words in different <laughs> languages, which is probably not the best thing. But you know, it's a lot of fun to learn about different cultures and different aspects of people's lives, um, and just share that with each other, because it, it allows us to tie into each other and develop a better bond. I have a funny story. When I was my well, my freshman year, I think um, I was redshirted, so I didn't play. So I got to see a lot of different things from a different perspective because I wasn't in the dugout. I was in the press box, and we got you know we got to talking about what was going on. But I can't remember. I think we were playing Our Lady of the Lake, which is of course if, for those of you listening and watching, Our Lady of the Lake is in our conference, uh, and and I mean this, they're one of our rivals. I mean they're they're good in every sport. Um, they compete in every sport, um, and, and they, when we play them, it, it always tends to be a high-intensity, um, really good game. But we were playing Our Lady of the Lake, I think it was in the conference tournament, and we had Spanish-speaking uh, shortstop and third base at the time, and Our Lady of the Lake was on the first base dugout, and they were you know, yelling back and forth mm -hmm. at each other in Spanish. Well, nobody there, except for the Spanish speakers, knew what they were saying, and the umpire walked out and said, hey, I don't know what you're saying, but I need to cut it out. I was like, they could have been, you know, saying anything, congratulating each other. And I, so I think that that dynamic of having people from different parts of the country, diff different states, like you said, it's really cool. You, you don't get that at the high school level. I mean, you know everybody at the high school level. You all go to the same church. You all go eat at the same restaurants and get your groceries from the same place. So I think when you come to a, a, the collegiate level and you get people from different parts of the world, it is pretty cool. So that story was totally irrelevant, and I apologize for telling it, but it was just a, it was a, it was one of those you had to be there moments. Um, let's shift gears now. We talked about the team. Let's talk about you two personally on the field now. Chelsea, obviously the leading goal scorer on this team. You're you're a dynamic offensive player, um, but I've I, you know I've seen you. You're all over the field. I mean, you're on the defensive end. You're on the offensive end. You're you're creating opportunities for other girls to score. Um, was that kind of brought to you from an early age? Like, were you always the point guard-ish player that creating opportunities for other players, or, and even creating opportunities for, for you with your with your speed and your just your skill set? Has that always been something that you've had at your uh, 
at your side? Yeah, you know, like I say one of my strengths is definitely like my speed. And so like I tried to use it and, you know, growing up I was like, I felt like I wasn't doing enough, so I like try to do too much in a sense. So I'm like, I was always all over, and my coach is like, "Hey, like you're you know you're doing really well, but just like help us out, like stay out here, like back, put me back into position, basically." So, I mean, like I try to help the team out and like create any chance that we can get, and just like opening like slot balls in. So, now Carolyn, I think I find the goalkeeping position very, um, like, unique. Because you're not running up and down the field for 90 <laughs> minutes. But if a ball gets by you, that's usually not good, right? So you do have a lot of pressure on you. You're not necessarily creating opportunities to score goals. In a sense, you are, I guess, if you a really good goal kick can set something up. But when I think of a goalkeeper, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think of leadership qualities through the roof. You're seeing the field. Um, you're directing people that might not know – might, might be in the wrong position or something. But then, I mean, some of the saves that you've made this year, and, um, and unfortunately this is my first year here, so I haven't got to see, you know, your first few years of you in goal, and I'm sure that there's, I mean, y your numbers are through the roof. The minutes you play, the amount of saves you have, you're a leader on this team, and, and people rely on you to help them win ball games. Talk about yourself, but talk about the goalkeeping position and how how unique it is in the game of soccer. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I do agree. It is a big leadership role. Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to me yelling on the field. It's kind of scary. But, um, no, that's definitely my job is to just organize and get my girls in a position that's going to help us win. Um, like you said, it's not necessarily my job to win games. It's my job to keep the ball out of the net. Um, and so I pride myself on that. I always tell the girls I'm going to do what it takes to keep the ball out of the net. I'm going to get it to you. I'm going to try and set us up. Um, but y'all got to put it in the back of the net for me. Um, and it's, it is a very unique position. You have to have a lot of um, heart for it. You have to have a lot of will to do it because a lot of times you're not recognized for that position. You know, you have coaches who will, every time someone scores, they're like, yes, those are my forwards. And it's like you can make a save. And they're like, yeah, okay, good job, yeah. Um, so it's like one of those things where you have to have a lot of heart for it. You don't necessarily always get the recognition. Um, and that's okay. I'm one of those people who I don't really like the spotlight very much at all. I'm just like, I'll do, I'll sit in the back, I'll do my work, that's it. Um, but I do like working for my team and helping them set up in a position that'll get them where they need to be. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But now I kind of want to, want to have a little fun. I want to give you, I told you guys, I'm going to give you an opportunity to bash on your teammates here a little bit. Not really bash on your teammates, but I'm going to ask you a few questions. Who's more likely to, or who's that one teammate that does this? And you guys have to give me your honest opinion, okay? Okay. Chelsea, what teammate has the messiest locker? Victoria, oh. for sure. <laughs> we get on her all the time. We're like, hey, Vic, like, fold your clothes, like, clean up. She'll be like, she'll push it in the corner. I'll be like, is that good? No, Vic, you have to fold them and make it neat and nice. So like, I'd say Victoria for sure. Like rats almost? Like yes. nasty or just like there's a, If you go in the locker room, there's probably a box of Cheez-Its in her locker. <laughs> <laughs> you would agree with that, Carolyn? I would definitely Vic? agree. Um, I mean, we've been trying to get our lockers cleaned for so long, and it's like every time I turn around, I'm like, Vic, come on. Like, <laughs> fold your clothes. And she's like, is this folded? I'm like, can you try folding? Did, like make it look nice she's like I don't want to come on <laughs> but no we always give her crap about it but she will clean up after herself every now and then. that's a question I wanted to ask because for those of you who don't know this is the first year of you guys in that locker room yeah. and I remember when we were just about to let you guys in for the first time I, was, I told Lucas our athletic director let me go in and take pictures now 
and get all my video now because I promise you in a week it would not look like that. So I was curious who was the messiest locker. What teammate is most likely to show up late to practice? Donnie, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Donnie, we'll call her. We had team bonding one time. We're like, hey, Donnie, where are you at? She's like, oh, that's today we had that? We're like, yes. Even practice, she's like, what time is practice? We're like, yes, Donnie, like, it's at this time. So I say definitely Donnie for sure. She always forgets. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that and say Donnie, but it's it's always a joke with her. Like, we're like, hey, where are you at? She's like, oh, I'm on my way. Don't worry. We're like, okay, we'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> what teammate is most likely to go to Dunkin' or Starbucks about four or five times a day? If it's, and if it's say, one of you two, it's I'm okay. going to say Alan. Alan all the way. She loves her coffee. You like your coffee, Carolyn? I love my coffee. I actually showed up with Starbucks when we first got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I am probably, I think, the biggest coffee drinker on the team. Me or Alexis. I, I, Alexis actually yelled at me this morning for not getting her coffee. But, yeah, so I'd say probably either me or Alexis. What's, what's your go-to drink? I switch it. It depends. And so Dunkin' or Starbucks, first off? Well, because I'm from Arizona, I actually prefer Dutch Bros. Oh. But unfortunately, that's not out here, so... <laughs> Starbucks, or I'll actually just go get like the little containers of the uh, International Delight iced coffee and mm -hmm. drink that at home. Um, but yeah, coffee twenty four seven. When did I you know. start? When was when was the coffee fascination born? High school, when I had to be up at six a.m. every day. <laughs> I was like, I got I need energy. You're a coffee drinker, Chels? No, not really. You got enough energy as it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, I never took a sip of coffee. I mean, for the first twenty one years of my life, and then I get to about my sophomore year of college, and I meet my now fiance. And she's one of those that drinks, I mean, she'll drink six, seven glasses of coffee a day, which I don't understand how she does that. <laughs> and uh, she introduced it to me, and I was just, you know, I would have tried some different things. I just couldn't find that one taste that I really liked. Now I can't go a day without it. I'm not a, I don't, I don't, I'm not a three glass in the morning type of person. I'm a one glass for the day. I'm good. If I don't get my coffee, nah, no big deal. Um, but, yeah, so coffee is a definite must. Coffee is Necessity at um, this point. <laughs> right. So who, okay, most likely to, I don't know if she would want to be or, but most likely to be a stay-at-home mom when she gets older. Who's the, who's the mom of the team? Oh, I don't know why a part of me wants to say Riley, but like, I don't know. Riley Smith. Yes. I would agree. Yeah, I was going to say Riley Smith would probably be the, like, stay-at-home mom. Um, just because, like, her personality, she's very loving, caring. Like, she's our roommate, so, like, she will not let us cook. <laughs> like, anytime we're making dinner or something, she's like, I've got it. What do you guys want? And that was my like, next question. Who's the cook? So it would Riley. be Riley? Riley. Okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. She's the one who's like, I'll make you guys dinner. What do you guys want? We'll have spaghetti. We'll eat. Um, what is it? Half the time it's a taco soup. Taco, yeah, taco soup. Yeah, so it's like she's the first person who always is like, what do you guys want? Yeah, she'll actually make sure that you're, like, well taken care of, too, like, if you ever need anything. And obviously this year, you, I think, Carolyn, you mentioned it, new coach this year, Mark Matlock. So let's talk about Mark for a minute. Do you guys have a story that you could tell? I mean, an embarrassing story about Mark? Not, you know, don't let's not expose him too much, <laughs> but you've had a chance to travel you know, this year a bunch, and you've spent a lot of time, obviously, as a team. Give me that one Mark story that really stands out in your mind. The only one that I have is, okay, so we were practicing, and he was talking to his club girls, and he was like, they were just like passing around like slowly in the drill, and he was like, if y'all don't pick it up, or the balls are going away in three minutes, and I was like, no, Mark would never talk to us like that. <laughs> so I asked him, I was like, how come you're not like so harsh on us like you are your club girls? He, he was like messing around. He was like, 
well i don't like them i like y'all and it's just like <laughs> i don't know why but that just like sticks with me like he's like he's not harsh on us but like he makes sure that we get our work done and stuff right you carolyn you got a mark story or you would kind of go the same way i don't know i have a few with him just like conversations i've had with him um not really funny stories or like necessarily like dirt on him but um i've definitely had a lot of stuff going on this year that I've struggled with and he's just been really helpful with you know we want you a part of this program you're a big part of this program like please stick around and I'm like you know what I'm here I've been here I want to continue and he's just been a good coach and like trying to make us positive and pick us up he's like I know this has been a hard year for you guys um so he just wants to do the best for us so that we can get farther than where we're at who's the next person on the team I should have on the podcast who's gonna who's gonna be a good interview for me Hmm. Who's I need a I need a good personality like you two. Who who should I go with? Come on now. I don't. Know. That's a hard question. It's a hard question. Yeah, cause like everyone's personality. So I'd yeah. say. See, I think it's interesting that you're having a hard time because we talked about personality, yeah. right? We talked about the different dynamics of this team. So maybe I'll just do one with the whole team. Yeah, honestly, like okay, <laughs> the top three. <laughs> if you put Rowan, Nelly, and Alyssa and Donnie together. Oh, that's just gonna, let them go at it. That's oh, yeah. going to be, oh, my gosh. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. I've been thinking about doing, uh, trying to get so, uh, some of the international men on here, especially some of maybe our higher goal scorers this year, and let them just kind of go at it. <laughs> um, just let this be like a WWE-type podcast, just, like uh, you know, with words, not fists, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but Put Julius Kareem and um, Maurice together. Yeah. Let them have oh, at it. Just let yeah. them go at it. Hey, is there a secret competition? Here <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Well, listen, Chelsea, Carolyn, thanks so much for joining me. I told you I would try to not try to keep you guys too long. Obviously, those of you listening and watching don't know this, but I told them to be here at 12. Well, they got here at 12, and I wasn't even beginning to set up <laughs> for the podcast today. So I appreciate your patience for that. Thanks so much for joining me. You guys are back to work on Saturday. You've had your off Thursday. So now we're going to Texarkana. It's sure to be a good game. They're a good team. You guys are a good team. I'm excited to watch it. Um, again, thanks so much for joining us. For the listeners and the viewers, thanks so much for joining. This has been the third episode of the Pilot Podcast. Everyone take care.